There are wonderful Christmas candies, and we have sampled uh, a lot of them throughout Advent. Chocolate-covered cream drops, peppermint candy canes, chocolate coins, and peanut brittle. But tonight, on Christmas Eve, we're going to look at some of the worst Christmas candies. Yes, yeah. I'm talking about, for example, the joke candies, like the passive-aggressive gum that looks like a lump of coal and turns your tongue black. <laughs> or the white jelly bean snowman poop that comes out of the back end of a little plastic snowman. <laughs> Christmas is no time to fool around with something as serious as candy. Then there's the way too much of a good thing candy, like the two-pound candy cane stick that eventually just becomes an inedible glob of lint and dog hair. <laughs> I received one of these once. Nice thought, but I'm lucky to be alive after sucking on that dirt trap for a month. <laughs> but worst of all, worst of all, I think, is the old-fashioned hard Christmas candy mix. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably are too young or were too well off. <laughs> because these were the inexpensive hard candies that came in many shapes and colors. My grandparents always had a bowl of these out at Christmas time. And I'm pretty sure it was the same bowl every Christmas. <laughs> Not only because they all stuck together in one lump and made it impossible to get one, but because we kids had learned our lesson. Looks can be deceiving. There were some disgusting flavors in there like anise. Others were odd-looking bumps filled with who knows what. Or there was the beautiful rock, cut rock candy that had pictures inside. They were so gorgeous. But they also cut your mouth whenever you sucked on one. So I think this hard candy mix is the worst Christmas candy ever. And so does Dolly Parton. At least she sings about it in her musical about a house of ill repute, which is down in Texas. And although it's not a Christmas musical, there is a Christmas song in there, or at least a song that's called Hard Candy Christmas. And her character sings this song to look on the bright side of bitter disappointment. One verse says, I'll be fine and dandy, Lord, it's like a hard candy Christmas. I'm barely getting through tomorrow, but still I won't let sorrow bring me way down. Dolly says it reflected her own upbringing. So poor that they couldn't afford anything other than hard candy for Christmas. But as disappointing as a hard candy Christmas can be, it's probably more fitting of this time than even the finest gourmet chocolates. Because the real story of Christmas is not all sugar plums and chocolate Santas and candy canes. It's a series of some of the worst things that could happen to anybody that God turns into the very best thing for everybody. For starters, it was the worst timing. The government forced everyone to go back to their ancestral hometown because of a census. And so Joseph, being from King David's family, had to leave Nazareth and return to Bethlehem, like we talked about last Sunday. 
But the census couldn't have come at a worse time for Mary. <clears throat> she was nine months pregnant. And the walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem was about 80 or 90 miles. At 12 miles a day, that would take a week. You who have been pregnant know how you felt in your ninth month. Now imagine walking for seven days straight, uphill and down through the rough roads of the Holy Land. My wife Tammy went there when she was seven months pregnant. And even though we had a bus to take us around, it was still a lot of walking and her feet were killing her. On the bright side, when she'd get on the bus, some 80-year-old woman would leap up and offer her a seat. <laughs> but Mary had no bus. She might not have even had a donkey. We know she came from the dump of a backwater town of Nazareth and that Joseph was a common laborer. It's possible that Mary had to walk that whole way. Because nowhere in the Bible does it say that Mary had a donkey. But even if she had a donkey that she rode for 80 miles, imagine doing that when you're nine months pregnant. No, the timing couldn't be worse for Mary and Joseph to have to go to Bethlehem. And that was also the worst location. You might say it was the worst Airbnb of all time. You ever get to your VRBO reservation and find out that it looks nothing like what it, the pictures look like on the internet and, and the amenities are not really up to par? The refrigerator is moldy, the pool is cracked and drained dry, the furniture has a smell that's a combination of wet dog, spilt beer, and industrial cleaner. And that extra crib you ordered is nowhere to be found. Well, imagine Mary and Joseph being told that the only place they could stay is in a barn. And the only crib available was a feed trough for the animals. Now, I love barns and I love animals, but I guarantee you that place smelled worse than any hotel room you've ever rented. It was the worst location to have a baby. And they also had the worst guests, at least on Christmas. You know, the wise men didn't make it there on Christmas, right? Those guys with their fancy presents, they don't show up until Epiphany. I mean, they had to, to follow that star from a country far away. So they weren't there on that Christmas. No, the only guests that show up that night are those dirty, disreputable shepherds who have just come in from the field. And you think the stable smelled bad with the, the donkey and the horses. Well, wait until the shepherds get there. They have been living out in the fields night and day. No showers, no baths. Yet God intentionally picked the least likely to be the only guests of the baby Jesus that night. To understand how ridiculous this would have been for the people of the day, picture Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation <laughs> pulling up into your driveway and emptying his toilet into your storm sewer. Nobody wants that. And nobody wanted those shepherds. They were the worst kind of guests. 
All around, it was the absolute worst. It was a hard candy Christmas. Worst timing, worst location, worst guests. But God took the worst and turned it into the best thing ever. As we heard from Luke, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to all. It was, it is, the best thing ever. Emmanuel has come, God with us, to save us, to love us, to heal us, to make us his own. No one has ever been given a greater gift than Jesus. And God gave that gift to us. It was the best thing ever. So in honor of this day when God turned some of the worst things into the best thing ever, there is old-fashioned hard Christmas candy in bowls there on the back counter for you to take as you go today. Take as many pieces as you like. I don't want any leftovers. But as you take them, whether they're your favorite candy of all time, bless your, your heart, or if they're your least favorite, even if you get an anise-flavored one, Remember how God turned the worst into the best at Christmas. Years after Dolly Parton sang that hard candy Christmas song, she was reflecting back on that song and remembering her own hard candy Christmases and what a great thing they turned out to be. She said this, In the early days we didn't have electricity, so we used to go out into the woods with my dad in the afternoon, find the best tree that we could, and take it back to the house and decorate it with whatever mama could find, buttons and popcorn, anything that we could have, which was great. Those days were great. Mama would always tell the Christmas stories, read the Bible, and then we'd go out to the barn and they would tell us that at midnight the cattle would kneel like in honor. But we could never stay awake long enough to see it. We could never see that happen. But we always had a little something, maybe like a hard candy. It didn't matter what we got. It was great for us. It was great for us, too. It didn't matter that he was born in a barn. It didn't matter that the only ones to show up were the dirty shepherds. It didn't matter that it was lousy timing for his family. And it didn't matter that the gift was so little just a tiny baby, because that baby is Emmanuel, God with us. As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's the best thing ever. Joy to the world. It's Christmas. Let's pray. God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. 
It doesn't matter if this Christmas we have all of our favorites, our favorite candy, our favorite presents, our favorite people, or if we have the worst, if we have hard candy and no presents under the tree or maybe no tree at all, whether we are with people we would choose not to, like shepherds, or whether we are missing the people that we would love to be with, it doesn't matter. Still, we thank you. We thank you for the best thing ever, the gift of our Savior in that manger in Bethlehem. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Christmas. Amen.